This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss how to write a winning resume. What I've just noticed not too long ago is that not too many people, especially younger adults, know how to actually write a a winning resume or even how to just write a resume. I was taking a look at a resume from a young millennial and all it was was that this person worked at this place of business and a couple of bullets of what they were responsible for. And that was it. Now, as a former supervisor and manager, I would never be able to to get any information off of just bullets. So I went ahead and I coached the the individual on how to write a, a resume. And I thought to myself, wow, this is information that a lot of people probably need as they try to get into the the business world or any place that they want to maybe put in for a promotion. So I decided to go ahead and do this podcast. And one thing that I did notice when I did my research online is that there's plenty of businesses out there, plenty of websites out there that are willing to go ahead and give you information as long as you pay. You know, trying to get a job and trying to make money is the reason why you need a resume, you know, in the first place. So I thought to myself, I've written so many resumes in my life. I've read a lot of resumes in my life. I'm going to go ahead and give you for free what you would actually have to pay other folks. One of the first things that I want to go ahead and talk about is your pre-resume writing. And this is something that I come up came up with in the past just few weeks just thinking about the whole entire thing about resumes and, and what it really means today and what you can actually do to write a good winning resume. The first thing is and the first thing that you always notice on a resume is that they're going to go ahead and ask for your name, your address, your email address and and some of that basic information. One of the things that you need to go ahead is to do is establish a professional email address. A professional email address. Sometimes when I notice some of the people's email address is, well, it's Slick Joe or Bad Willie at Yahoo.com or something. First impressions are lasting. Nobody wants to see a resume with like sometimes slang in their email or something that doesn't sound professional. So just stick to probably your first letter of of your name and maybe your lap and your last name and probably you know anything that just remains professional. Don't use anything that people are going to look at. Well, this this guy you know sounds like a punk. This guy I don't, I really don't even want to get past his name or his email address because it doesn't sound professional. So that's the first thing to do. Another thing is to take a look at your social media. If you're going to include your Facebook address, your Facebook account on any aspect of your resume, 
It should be a professional resume. It should be the, the res, It should be a professional Facebook, something that that you have actually put together so that you can exhibit and demonstrate your professional knowledge, skills, and ability. That's something else. Knowledge, skills, ability. You see the term KSA on some job descriptions. Knowledge, build, knowledge, skills, and ability. Knowledge just means knowledge of information. Knowledge that something exists. So knowledge is really nothing much other than maybe crack a book open. Okay, wow, yes, I do know about this and that. That's knowledge. Skills. What is skills? Skills is the actual ability to actually perform something. You may be very well skilled at using Microsoft Excel, PowerPoint, Microsoft Word, or any number of different types of software that can actually help you in your job, in the job that you're trying to, to get. Ability. Ability is observable. Somebody can actually see that you can actually perform whatever task or activity that is described in the job description. So ability to be able to actually do what, what you said that you can do. One of the things that you have to take a look at, especially when you're writing a resume, is look for the keywords in the job description. Keywords. Now, if you're ever going to apply for a federal government job, you would have to go to usajobs.gov and actually look for a job. And then so within the job, it will say K the KSAs. What the job, what's the description of the job? What, what is it that they're looking for Okay, in, in the KSAs? And usually they have keywords. So in some cases, they say, like, for example, if it was a customer service position, it would say knowledge of customer service, knowledge of customer resolution process, knowledge of, or whatever the case may be. What, what usually the key words are following that statement, knowledge of computer software, knowledge of computer graphics, or whatever the case may be. Those are the key words that the software is going to act. There's a software that actually looks at your resume that's actually going to be reading your resume before an actual physical person actually looks at your resume. So you have to get past the software. So highlight those key words of all the KSAs of, within the job description. So if it says that you have to have knowledge in, in bookkeeping, make sure that those key words are part of your resume. Okay. One of the things that I noticed when I was helping my millennial is, again, the bullet, bullets statements. A bullet statement does not say anything. If I see bullet statements on a resume, I'm like, this person didn't even think, think this whole entire thing out before writing this resume. One of the things that you should use is what's called Star. Star. S-T-A-R. S stands for situation. 
What is the situation? What, what experience do you have? And what's the situation that you were in within that experience, that job experience? T stands for task. What is it that you did within that organization? A would stand for action. What action did you take within that situation while performing that task? And the one thing that a lot of people forget is the R. The R stands for results. And results are very important because if I'm going to make a decision on hiring somebody and I'm looking at a resume, I want to see that this person is results-oriented. As an example, off the top of my head, as a manager distribution operations for the city of San Antonio, I was responsible for the processing and distribution of mail services and products to the city of San Antonio. I would lead, plan, coordinate mail processing activities with facility processing supervisors, carrier supervisors, and transportation managers to ensure that mail was processed in a timely manner and met all expectations for customer service. As a result, the city of San Antonio experienced high quality mail delivery service for a period of two years. Okay, now if you break it down, the situation was as a manager, situ manager distribution operations for the city of San Antonio. Okay, my task was to process mail for the city of San Antonio. Okay, the action, I would lead, plan, coordinate mail activities. As a result, the city had a high quality mail service. That's basically how STAR works. Situation, task, action, what you did, and results. What did it result in? It resulted in the city having an excellent carrier service, excellent mail delivery service, whatever the case may be. So when you take a look at everything that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, put yourself in the mindset of STAR. What's your situation? Okay, and, and what do you actually do? I remember talking to a security forces officer, and he worked checking IDs as people come onto, base, onto the base. And that's fine. And that's so when I asked him, because he asked me about how to write his resume, I asked him, what is it that you actu actually do? And he told, told me that, oh, he just checks IDs of people who come on, on base. I said, no, you do a little bit more than that. Think about it. And he says, well, I check IDs, and you know, I also check to make sure that their license plate and the registration are current before they can come on base. Okay, a little bit better, but just think about it. You're a police officer, you're working a gate, you're checking IDs of the in people that are coming, individuals that are coming onto the base. Now, step back. Step back and think about what is it that you have. So when you think about it, you provide safe passage and security for personnel 
contracted personnel, military personnel, to enter the facility to provide safety and law enforcement security for over 3,000 personnel on a military installation. You authenticate, validate, secure the safety of personnel entering the, the base. You can also say, as a result, personnel working at so-and-so facility were able to perform their task, accomplish their mission with zero incidents. So you can go ahead and bring it all together. And again, use the star as a officer in charge of safety for a facility task. I'm responsible for authenticating and validating personnel coming onto the, the base. How do you, do you do that? What's your action? By authenticating and validating and, and providing safe access to personnel entering the base. That's your action. As a result, zero incidents occurred while working at so-and-so establishment. So STAR tells you, again, the situation, the task, the action, the results. And you can use that for just about any type of job. Whether you're a customer service clerk, okay, as a clerk at Walmart, I'm responsible for attending to and, and resolving customer service issues. I coordinate with department managers and supervisors and ensure that problems are resolved for the customers. And as a result, the customer left with a enjoyable experience at your store. Again, situation, task, action, results. Keep it, keep it brief. Hit the, you have to hit the results part. Show how it all came together. Your actions cause this result. And that's how you, you bring it all together. Another thing about writing a resume and this is something that I just read not too long ago, is of course, you know, well, we, we do this naturally all the time, is look for action words. If you want to illustrate your communication skills, go ahead and, and use words like collaborated, conveyed, instructed, performed, presented, spoke, trained. If you want to go ahead and communicate cr your, your creative side, you can say you authored, you brainstormed, you briefed, you conceptualized, you derived whatever action that you wanted to do. If you want to go ahead and communicate strong work ethics, use words like achieved, capitalized, discerned, enacted, established, exceeded, sharpened, shattered, spearheaded, supervised. Those, those are words that you can use to communicate your work ethics. Now, when you're trying to communicate your duties and responsibilities, right, you can say that you assembled, you built, you founded, you created, constructed, delivered, executed, expanded, finalized. Those words can be used better than saying my duties and responsibilities are. I'd rather say I accomplished this or I accomplished that. That shows that I actively did something rather than just saying a, a blank statement 
oh, this is my duties, this is what I'm responsible for. That kind of, you know, just, it doesn't move people's, you know, feelings towards what you're trying to say. But if it says, you say that I accomplished this, that's, that's something that you can, uh, that sticks out. It's an action word. People actually can feel that. After you created your resume and you proofread it over and over, get somebody else to read it. Have them actually read it out loud. One of the things that you can also do, and I heard someone does this, and they said that it actually works really well when you're actually trying to look for misspelling, is read it backwards. If you read it backwards, it forces you to actually read the words. But I think right now we have so many software programs out there that actually will correct your 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 spelling, your paragraphs, and realign things for you. Grammarly is an excellent program that you can actually use to to really make your your resume sound sound good. Uh, one of the things about resumes is that a lot of folks forget that you should also use a cover letter. A cover letter is basically something that you can actually use to maybe say a little bit more about yourself and actually show that you're very enthusiastic about the job that you're applying for, that you really want to, to at least get an interview. So create a cover letter that basically introduces yourself, say thank you very much for the opportunity for to, that you've given me to apply for so-and-so position. I look forward to uh, sitting down with you and having an interview and discuss employment opportunities and and let you know a little bit more about myself. Do a cover letter. You know, this is your time to toot your own horn. Go ahead and actually um, show that you're very enthusiastic about this position, this job. You really want this job. A lot of folks, they basically ignore that element of creating a cover letter and then so at the back end too right after you created the cover letter you created the resume you sent out the resume and now you're waiting and sometimes it may take a little while especially if you applied for a government job it may take months or something for for that um, just send a follow-up letter send a follow-up letter hey thank you very much for the opportunity um, that I had to apply. I still have not heard anything yet uh, about the position. I look forward to hearing from you. Do a follow-up letter. This actually keeps your, your name out there. Your supervisor and manager that's going to be the hiring official for the job is going to remember, hey, you know what, this guy, this, he sent me a nice cover letter. He sent me a very nice resume. Also, you know, took the opportunity and the time to actually send a follow-up letter. Thank them for for giving you the opportunity to apply for the position, which is totally excellent. Now, that's mostly written type of, uh, on paper type of resume. And also it does, um, you can also use that with um, resumes on USA Jobs. The same, same skill applies. One of the things that I do also is uh, I'm on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn allows you to actually put a resume on their website. The best thing about LinkedIn is that it allows you to use multimedia in your resume, which is really excellent. Like for myself, when I put in uh, my experience of postal service manager distribution operations, what I do is I, I actually clip, got a clip of a short video, maybe like about two minute long video 
of the responsibilities and the job of a manager distribution operations. And then I was able to find one for postmaster. I was also able to find one for my military job. And these you can actually find and embed into your resume on LinkedIn. One of the things that's been happening in the past two to three years is that some employers actually want you to create a resume on LinkedIn so that they can actually see your, your, your background. It actually helps them. They don't have to go ahead and get, you know, another, you know, software company to go ahead and create uh, resumes online for that individual company. LinkedIn actually provides you the opportunity to go ahead and use multimedia to really communicate your knowledge, skills, and ability, which is totally excellent. I do not have any real knowledge with uh, the other programs that are out there, but those are the ones that I usually deal with. And I'm hoping that you get something out of this. Like I said, there's so many companies out there that would charge you for the information that I just gave you. And I'm really hoping that this actually helps you to create a winning resume. Go out there, think about what you do, write it down, you know, step back, look back. You know, you, you touch more people than what you actually, you know, think about on a day-to-day -day basis. You do so much. Think about the, think about the situation, task, action, results that you do every single day. Jot them down. Put them in a little notepad. Do something to create that resume. Somebody told me that they created a resume five years ago. Oh, can I use that resume? No, your your resume is a living document. I keep on telling folks. Yes, so many things happened in the past five years. You know, you need to go ahead and say, hey, you know, now you understand this program, that program, this computer software that you, you actually learn. You should, you should be learning all the time. So your resume is a living document of what you're doing, how you're doing it. Everything that you do or your experience should be in that resume. Uh, another person was asking me about how much information should I have on my resume? I think rule of thumb is... 10 years go back 10 years and like for myself and I'm, I'm a little bit up there in age and you know some of my good experiences experiences especially as a manager and a postmaster happened probably about 12 years ago i guess if the job actually entails supervisory or manager positions i'd probably go ahead and add some of that in there but rule of thumb is Go back 10 years. And if you don't have 10 years of experience, just go back to things that you did in high school. If you were in high school or, you know, just started first year of, of college, you know, go back and actually think about things that you did your very first job. Uh, go go and, and write about those things. And stuff. So I'm really hoping that this information really helps you out some. And... And if you'd like to write me uh, an email, my email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.